DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined by Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio, Saturday morning. Seeing Brian Taylor every week right here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Bob, good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? We are doing well, Bob. So uh, the news started breaking uh, Sunday night, I guess, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, that the uh, the PGA Championship could be on at Harding Park, the PGA coming up with a revised tour schedule. Before we yep. get into all the specifics, you know, it seems like we're told something, and, but you can't really trust anything here more than a couple weeks out because everything is changing. And the, the people who are yeah, the most educated on this, people who've studied you know, epidemics their whole life, say the virus makes the timetable. So with what we're about to talk about, you know, I give people the right to change their mind as they get new information. That's better than, I've got right. new information, but never mind, I'm sticking to my old opinion. I don't really like that. <laughs> so, so what level of confidence should we have that even if this sounds like a good idea now, it will actually be a good idea to go ahead and play golf in August, and uh, we'd have at least something back on TV, uh, you know, some kind of sports and some slight return to something that w- resembles normal. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, everything is fluid. That's what we. That's one thing that we know that's happening right now uh, is the fluidity of of things that are changing. The models are changing with the pandemic every, you know, every day, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, the PGA Tour, um, it's interesting. Their their goal right now is to begin again uh, playing in mid June. But you know what? We 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 know that that could possibly not happen at all um so another interesting thing is guess where i should be talking to you right now from augusta 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 national and and getting ready for the masters Uh, our plan was last week on on uh, friday to fly out to um georgia to the to the masters there in augusta georgia and and see the final round of the women's um, you know, the women's amateur event that they hold there, the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And we were going to see that, and we were going to see that on Saturday. We were going to see the drive, chip, and putt on Sunday, which which has been canceled for the year. And um, and then we were going to be at the Masters this week. Now it looks like that the Masters is being moved to uh, the week of the 9th of November. The 12th through the 5th of November is the tournament days. So, that's been that's been pushed back um, because they decided not to cancel the event. They decided to um, to postpone the event, and that week works out with with the tours. The interesting thing is is all these governing bodies they all kind of intermingle a little bit. The RNA, the USGA, um, the uh, the mass the Masters, um, all they they have been on the phone every single day talking with each other, kind of seeing projections of where things are going to go, that kind of thing. And uh, the PGA Championship now, because of the, the Olympics being canceled, the PGA Championship looks like they're going to move to that date of August 6th through 9th at Harding Park in San Francisco. Um, at least for now, that's what they're scheduled for. So in light of all the issues with the social distancing and the safety concerns that we have, how much concern would there be to put on a golf tournament without any fans? Because how many folks need to be involved in just staging a a singular golf tournament, whether it's a major or not? 
Well, you know, that's why they, they um, ended up canceling the remainder of the Players' Championship. Um, I mean, as far as the players were concerned, um, they weren't concerned with themselves because they're out on the golf course and they're able to stay away from each other. And, and you're, you know, you're out in the open, you're out in the fresh air, that kind of thing. A lot of guys weren't worried about that. What they were worried about is the support staff. Um, you know, the, the guys that are maintaining the golf course, the guy, the people that are, um, doing the infrastructure of the whole event and that kind of thing. And so that's, that's what, that's what the PGA tour decided that they're, they're not only worried for their players, they're worried for everybody and, and what's happening. And a lot of players didn't want to play because of that necessarily. So as we, you know, a month from now, um, we could see, you know, we could see a lot of changes with what's going on with this. Um, and if that's the case, you know, if it's a, if it's a seasonal type of pandemic, when, when things start to get warmer and hotter and, and it goes away and that kind of thing, then, then it'll be a little bit easier for them and for sports to get going again. Um, you know, the, the other thing is, is that we, we haven't seen sports for, for a long period of time now. And we're not used to seeing that. And it could be that as we go along and we get a whole, we get on top of everything, um, medications uh, are are working. We could be inundated with sports in the fall of the year, which would be kind of school, kind of cool because everybody's going to get their fix again. So, do you have any idea if players been playing and, and sharpness? Because uh, we hear that when sports comes back, we've heard that you know team sports are saying, depending on the sport, they need three to four to six weeks. College football coaches and ADs have been suggesting they really want sixty to ninety days. Uh, what what do golfers need? How much are they doing right now? Well, there's there's a lot of golfers that have their own. Um, indoor uh, facilities or um, sim- stim- simulators. I-, I know I've seen uh, Mike Weir practicing on a simulator. Uh, I've seen Tiger Woods, Ricky Fowler, a whole bunch of guys practicing, practicing in simulators. And so, uh, you know, guys can, guys uh, can hit into nets. They can hit into, into those simulators in their homes, that type of thing that, that allows them to, to kind of keep fresh, um, I know certain some golf courses have been open, so guys have a chance to go out and and walk a golf course and uh, you know physically play and that kind of thing. So it, it just you know it's it's golf is a little bit easier because it's an individual sport more than a team sport, and um, and guys can guys can stay active and and do things in their homes. A lot of guys have putting greens out out, out behind their homes. Uh, synthetic putting greens or regular putting greens. Some have them in their home, inside their homes. So guys can stay, guys can, can stay relatively sharp as far as, um, as far as what's going on with their games. How strange and funky would it be to have a tournament with no fans? Yeah, I, I think it'd be kind of really weird. Um, you know, it's, it's an arena. It's, um, it's an arena where, Normally, there's fans out outside watching people that are excited about the game of golf and love watching the the tour professionals play. Uh, it would have been the same thing watching uh, March Madness with no nobody in the arenas. 
um, to to cheer on the players or, or NBA. Um, so, you know, I I think once once we get through this, you know, I think I think my my hope is that in August. Um, if we're going to see major championship golf start up in August, August 6th through 9th at Harding Park, um, that we're going to see it um, as, as we would normally see it. At least that's my, my feeling, and, and I think, um, and I'm hoping that it'll go that way. A lot of these guys have grown up, though, playing on empty courses. I mean, just the only time you see these crowds, even the European tour, I see yeah. you know, guys standing in tee boxes, and you see some signage around them, but, man, I, I see less than 10 people. Sometimes I don't see anybody else in the shot. So it's certainly different than a major, but majors are different than 98% of golf, it seems like. Yeah, it, it is. You know, I've, I've seen events. Um, played in different parts of the world, and I've played events in different parts of the world where there's just not any, there's just not anybody watching. You're playing in a tournament, and um, it's you know, you might see somebody around the 18th green or the ninth green or something like that, but they're not out on the golf course watching. So it, it would definitely be different. Um, so um, the other thing that was announced this morning is that um, there is a total cancellation of the Open Championship. They were thinking they were going to move it to September, um, but uh, they've come out and done a full can- cancellation on the British Open. So recap for us then, Bob. We know that you just said the British Open is being canceled, and you've referenced a couple majors. How many golf tournaments do you think will be played in the calendar year uh, that we're in, 2020, and then how many majors and then the Ryder Cup? Okay, so so as it sits right now, um, again, PGA Championship, August 6th through 9th. They were thinking they were going to play the Open Championship or move it to September, but that's been canceled now. The only other time that they've had the cancellation of the British Open was during World War One and World War Two, um, and so that's that's you know we're in unprecedented unprecedented area time time frame. It looks like the U.S. Open could could then move into that September seventeenth through twentieth date and and be played at Wingfoot. They've also toyed with the idea um, of, of a couple of other options for the U.S. Open to be held later in the year, like in October. Um, and both those venues, if uh, two of those venues would be a possibility of going to Torrey Pines a year early or playing Pebble Beach like they did last day, which they played last year. Um, and both of those, because those, those tournament fields have normally have 156 players in them. And uh, so to get those 156 players around the golf course um, with short period of light the days are shorter at that point in time, September, October, um, they would need to play two courses. So at Torrey Pines, you've got the north and the south course. At Pebble Beach, you've got those courses in the Monterey Peninsula. They would play those two courses um, at, at either venue. The first two rounds, make the cut, and then play, uh, you know, once they make the cut at the final, uh, at the host course. So the, that's a possibility for the U.S. Open. Ryder Cup looks like it's going to it's remaining on the schedule right now. That's supposed to be September 25th through 27th at and that's at Whistling Straits in Kohler, Wisconsin and then of course um the possibility of the Masters being 
the 12th through the 15th of November. The cool thing about that is we'd have the Masters the 12th through the 15th of November, and then we'd have it again in April, uh, which is only three or four months away. So we'd get a double dose of the Masters uh, at the end of the year and also at the beginning of the year. Have you ever been to Augusta in November? What would the course look like? You know, um, they get they get the golf course. They do all the all the major work on the golf course and everything during the during the summer months. the The course open the course is normally open from October through May. So once once they're done in May and the golf course is closed right now, there was a, I saw a great picture uh, on social media yesterday with the gate closed and and a lock on it. Um, Augusta National is closed. There's there's nobody there playing golf or anything. So the golf course um, they do all their work. They get everything ready. They overseed, um, the, you know, August, September, and then it will give it two months for the golf course to green up and be prepared and ready for November for the Masters. We wouldn't see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the azaleas and a lot of the pretty flowers and stuff like that, but we'd see fall colors, which is kind of cool. We've never seen a Masters like that. But I've talked with a lot of people that have said April and October are probably the wettest months of of the year as far as um augusta golf augusta georgia november although it can be cooler is one of the is is much drier than than april and october so it could work out uh could work out great but that's what they're looking at towards right now fall colors at augusta would be kind of cool so the PGA was going to be moved up, and now it's, it looks like it might in May, and it looks like it might be back uh, in yeah. August if things go according to plan. Is, was this a one-time deal as far as moving it up to May, or were they move it back up to May next year? No, they they moved it up to May to be able to handle. Um, they moved it up to May to be able to handle the the Olympics every four years. Um, and then the tight, tightening up of the PGA Tour schedule, that kind of thing. So they, they, go, they go now with, um, with the PGA Championship in May. Um, they have the, the um, Players' Championship in March. And then they have um, the Masters in April normally, the, the U.S. Open in June, and the last uh, uh, major championship of the year is normally in July, or at least it was last year. And that was the Open Championship, and then, and then um, they would have had the Olympics this year, the end of end of July, first part of August, and um, which would have been right after the Open Championship, and then they would have gone in September. They they would have ended the the current tour season with um, the playoffs and uh, the Tour Championship in September, and then they start right, right back up in October for the for the following year. So with now with everything being readjusted and stuff like that, as I said at the beginning, everything's all fluid now. And um, they're trying to make sure that they, they have the ability to be able to get golf in um, as far as how many tournaments on the PGA tour. Now, I have no idea. Uh, I think everything now is geared towards um, trying to make sure they do the, the Ryder cup, the majors, and then get everything in place to to try to play as many events going into the the playoffs and the tour championship. 
All right, Bob, well, we appreciate you uh, checking in as uh, everything's evolving here over the course of a few hours, uh, a couple of days. Thanks for, uh, thanks for dropping everything for us, and we'll talk to you again. Anytime, DJ and PK. Enjoy it. Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. Bob and Brian are here every Saturday morning talking golf, and I'm sure this story will continue to evolve. So uh, stick close, and uh, we'll have it here during the week, and uh, Bob and Brian will have stuff on Saturday as it becomes available. So that's encouraging, PK. It does seem like of all the sports we watch, golf would be one of the first ones that could come back just because it's outdoor, there's fewer athletes, they're spread out. They don't have to train together. Seems like they got a few things working in their favor in this situation. Yeah, I'll take anything I can get. If it's if golf is the first thing, great. If something else is, greater. I don't care. Give, Dave, I'll take your soccer now because it would be a shame on the 25th anniversary of, uh, what is it, MLS, to not have a season. I'll take that. I don't care what you give me. I'll take it. I'm already seeing people tweet out, what is CBS going to do if they have NFL games and a Sunday Masters on the same day in November? These are issues, people. What a problem to have. What a problem to have. I hope we have that. I do, too. I hope (laughs) CBS is completely jammed up and the NFL and the folks at Augusta are all over them. That, that would be great. It might suck for CBS, but yeah. hey. Consider- Just move it to 3.2. You got that other station. We could handle it. We could handle it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that all of America can. All right, DJ and PK. I don't care about all of America. <laughs> <laughs> DJ and PK, welcome in Gabe Gomez. Gabe and Syringa Networks here to uh, make sure that you can work from home, that your business can still get everything done and that you don't get jammed up with phone and IT issues. Gabe, rough, rough estimate. What percentage of people really know what they're doing when it comes to this kind of technical stuff? Um, yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a great question there. I would say probably half the people we encounter um, are fairly proficient with, with, uh, with telecommunications, Internet access, and those sorts of things. Yeah, so yeah, and the, it's, other, it's, and the uh, other half are named DJ and PK. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell yeah, folks so, what Syringa Networks does and how you can help a business as, uh, as everyone's changing the way they work. Yeah, um, so Syringa Networks is um, a complete telecom and IT solutions provider. We, uh, we provide Internet access. We provide uh, telephone service. We provide uh, uh, networking options. We provide hardware and, uh, and whatever it is that you need to connect your business and to keep it up and running. Um, so that you can have a remote workforce or you can continue to um, add locations or whatever it is that you need to enable communications between employees and employers and, you know, up, up the chain as well in regards to your, your customers being able to get a hold of you as well. So we offer a whole host of solutions that are targeted just at uh, getting, business, getting and keeping businesses online. Where can they find you now if they want to reach out and get some help, either expanding or transitioning or whatever they're doing? Uh, yeah, so they, the best way to get a hold of us is on our website at www.syringanetworks.net. And on that website, you'll be able to find um, access to our seven, uh, three, uh, 24 by 7, 365 uh, a day uh, technical support, whether it be technicians, engineers, customer service or sales professionals. You can find them all there as well as many resources on uh, what you need to do to ensure your businesses are secure and that you've got the right bandwidth and that 
you, you have all the right services in place to make sure that you can continue to operate even these uncertain times. Gabe Gomez, Syringa Networks. Find them online at syringanetworks.com. Gabe, thanks a lot. Thank you. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Breaking news, the PGA Championship is going to be rescheduled for what previously was Olympic date in early August. It'll stay at Harding Park in San Francisco. They're also rescheduling other majors in the Ryder Cup, with the exception of the British Open. It will be canceled, but PGA Tour... Still hoping to get in three of the four majors in 2020. In a conference call with Major League Sports Commissioners on Saturday, President Donald Trump said he believes the NFL season should start on time in September, according to reports. Trump also said he hopes to have fans back in stadiums and arenas by August and September, although it is currently unclear if medical experts find that to be a realistic timeline amid the current coronavirus pandemic. Astros ace Justin Verlander says he'll be donating his weekly paycheck during the COVID-19 shutdown to different organizations that are helping with relief efforts. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Zero Res. Right now, there's nothing more important than clean, and that's why Zero Res is reducing their rates to help as many people as they can. Schedule Zero Res right now for just $25 per room. Minimums do apply. Call Zero Res at 801-288-9376 or check them out online at zeroresaltlake.com. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. You ready? You guys ready? You know what I did over the weekend? Yard work. I don't No, you, you did I, not. I did. My wife brought in like 20 or 30 bags of soil, and I had to work on Saturday, you know, so I hurried up and finished my work, and I went out there, and I was doing yard work. I thought you had your column done on Friday. Oh, did I? Did you tell Lisa you were working and you were really taking a nap or something? <laughs> I wasn't taking a nap. Just in there occasionally. <laughs> working hard. Very busy. Very busy in there working. Lots of interviews and stats and, and stuff. Yeah. Lisa, I'll be right there. I'll be Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. My preference is to, you know, let's get to work and let's let's go play. Uh, that's the best case scenario. And I, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I have zero doubt that we're going to be playing, that the stands are going to be packed and the valley's going to be rocking. And, you know, we're going to be we're going to be back at it. I don't have any doubt. There's Dabo Sweeney, and he is a Clemson football coach. And PK, I listen to that, and I hear one thing, but it's like layers in an onion. You peel it back. And yesterday, I read a story uh, where they were talking to Paul Feinbaum, and we all see him on ESPN's college football stuff. Uh, he really took off to prominence because uh, he did a football um, – he did a sports radio show that was basically all college football all the time in Birmingham. And then he blew up throughout the South and was syndicated, and then ESPN turned him into an even bigger deal. And we see him, but if you watch the SEC Network, he's on a lot. I think his show's actually televised on the SEC Network. And so he was talking about how the first few shows he did after the SEC uh, basketball tournament was canceled – how it got really intense and really political, and he had people around him saying, "You got to take, you got to let people vent, but take the politics out of it." And so when Dabo says that, I'm thinking, "Yes, college football is important to us, and we all want it back, but it's not important in the same way it's important in the South." And so Dabo is uh, in the really in the middle of it when he starts talking about that. Uh, sure, I guess. I mean, I think he's just 
trying to be positive. I, I mean, I don't know that there's all. I'm not as deep as you and try to create all sorts of ramifications. Uh, and uh, what is the deep-seated reasons for doing what he's doing? I just think he's trying to be positive and think why think otherwise until you're told that it's different. And at that point, then he'll adjust accordingly if he needs to. The PGA Tour is adjusting. We just talked with Bob Casper about this. The news started breaking the San Francisco Chronicle and uh then the Golf Channel had reports on Golf it. Golf Digest uh, as well. Golf Digest late last night, and now the PGA has come out this morning, and they've set up dates for three of the four majors. No British Open, but the three majors that are in the U.S., uh, they've got the dates plotted out for August, September, and November. The Ryder Cup as well. So maybe we'll get something. We may not get everything. Uh, maybe we will, as Bob Casper said when he joined us. Maybe we will just have an unbelievable amount of sports piled on top of each other in October, September, October, and November. Uh, but at least it looks like we're getting something with golf. I and mean, They could reschedule again. But right now, it's something. Well, I don't think that we're going to get the British, obviously. That's something that won't happen. But, uh, yeah, if we can get them all back, all the sports anyway, maybe not there in with the British not being here, it won't be its entirety. Uh, but uh, at this point, yeah, you'll take whatever you can get. And so if it has to be played with no fans and whatever it might be, so be it, man. I don't really care. Just get back out on the field, get back out on the court, get back out on the course. Whatever it might be, just let's have it. This, Even if it's just for the colleges in the short term. Yeah, I mean, all of us, every single person here, we're all divided on uh, whether we blame this president or this speaker, and I don't get caught up in any of that. It's all a bunch of crap as far as I'm concerned. But I think all of us are going to agree with that we want it back, and it being everything. It is a pronoun for literally everything in everyday life. We and uh, if it can come back, sooner the better, as long as it's the right thing to do. Yeah, things we all took for granted. The ability to just go out for dinner and sit down at your favorite place and maybe it's got a game up there on the wall and uh, you hang out with friends or family and <laughs> order a burger or a pizza or whatever. And, man, I'd like to go do that, but not for a while. Yeah, that stuff, I mean, I, I guess if you have someone who almost died, you don't really take much for granted. I don't think I've ever taken, or not ever, but certainly here in the last few years, I don't take that stuff for granted. And this doesn't need to have – I didn't need this to have, have happen to put sports in perspective. They were always in perspective for me. They're games. They're games, and they're nothing more than games. I've always had that perspective. And if people need this, fine. But I always wonder, why did you need some type of whatever fill-in-the-blank disaster it is to have these things be in perspective? Shouldn't they already be in perspective? And maybe this helps even more. NBA and ESPN are working on televising horse competition involving several high-profile players. There are reports out there about uh, using uh, home gyms, and one player would be in one gym and one in the other, and uh, going back and forth. Uh, it would be it would be something to offer up to their uh, TV partners, and it would be something for players to do as they sit around. Uh, I would give it a shot and, and see if it entertained me. I tried to watch the NBA 2K, and Donovan Mitchell was playing, and 
and lost in that. But uh, those guys were so focused. I think the the whole back and forth. I think the uh, you know the ability to trash talk a little bit during a horse game and, and crack each other up. Uh, they didn't really have that playing the video games. It was just sitting there watching the face of two guys looking at a screen trying to concentrate on the video game. It didn't really do it for me. I give horse a chance, and I and I think it's got a better shot at being entertaining. Although we're running a poll question, and it's pretty much split down the middle on people who will watch it and people who won't. Well, it doesn't matter whether they watch it or not that it can be entertaining. I mean, that's two different things. If they don't watch it, doesn't mean it's not entertaining. So it could still be entertaining. Uh, the video games, I didn't give it one second. I don't want to watch anybody play video games. That doesn't do it for me. I'll play the video game, but I don't want to watch somebody play video games. That's not any form of sport as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah, have these guys. I want it at the local level. I want teams to have a horse off. And then they advance to the playoffs. And I, I think that would be really cool. And if they're at home gyms, this would be awesome to have guys like Joe Ingles and Donovan Mitchell up on your property, DJ. It would be sweet. <laughs> Only one of them. I don't have two gyms. Not yet. <laughs> okay. New renovations. Well, yeah, but that, that first round, right. second round, third I gotta, round. I don't have a gym. But I got a hoop in the driveway. And they're welcome to the driveway, but there's a little bit of slope, and that might mess them up. There's also a tree. you got to flatten your shot out a little bit, but, you know, home court advantage and all that stuff. Makes it even better, more entertaining. <laughs> uh, we got 755 votes in the poll. David DJ James, go to Twitter and vote. Will you watch NBA stars playing horse from remote gyms? 48% no, 52% Yes. So that's enough interest for them to put it out there for the people who would like it. Now, PK, your idea to throw the regional sports network something by having each team in their market have a horse competition, I really think there's something there. I think we got to get Bowler on on Thursday, let him know about this, and let him go to work. I can text him today. He can get a head start on it. Oh, yeah, I think that would be just a home run. That would be even better than the national stuff. See, we know, to an extent, Niang. We get his personality. We've had him on the show. He was uh, just hands of Scotty running that stu- mm-hmm. thing. I know he's been on with uh, Gordon and Jake. So we know. And that Joe had him on one time with himself when we have Joe on each week. And they were going at each other. So Niang may not be a name in the league, but for us in our community, he absolutely is a name there's no question he's a name and let's and and then maybe we would get to see more of uh, clarkson's personality because he's a new guy and uh have that and there you couldn't help but trash talk uh when joe when joe ingles is trash talking you're gonna come back on that and if Joe should get eliminated, then he needs to do the commentary. <laughs> I, like I don't even it. care if they have it on a national level. Do it at the local level. I like it. Yeah, I think that uh, I think we know enough of Niang. I think we'd learn more, but I think we know enough that he would get in a shot on Joe and he would provoke Joe to up his trash talk game. So that would be great. I think Donovan Mitchell would right. be good in that setting. Um, so and and there's probably some like you said. There's probably some other guys who you know maybe could surprise us too. You know, maybe we would learn more about Clarkson or uh, somebody else. So I'm up for that. Let's get Bowler and get Locke on that. See if they can make that happen. 
Hall of Fame class, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, eight people going in, led by the three NBA stars, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and uh, posthumously uh, Kobe Bryant, Rudy Tomjanovich, who led the Rockets to a couple of titles. I'm doing uh, fast math there, all the rings between those four. I think that's like 13 championships. That's a uh, pretty star-studded group right there. Of course, you mean among those four because between you can only have two. So we'll overlook that. You know, giving you some opportunity. To I don't get think your we did overlook correct. it. I think you but just yeah, corrected me. That would me. be cool. I wonder how did they. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I owe it to the profession. What can I tell you? I studied English in college, in high school, and I student taught English. So you want me to overlook it? I mean, that would be like, Dave, if you're sick and I'm a doctor and I see you doing something wrong to enhance the sick. I'm an oath. I have to. I have to. I'm obligated to do it. And I don't make any apologies about it. I mean, I made the oath, Dave. What do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> Pretty much what I just got. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> My question on the uh, Hall of Fame stuff how do they determine who goes last? Because whoever is speaking and in de- I don't want to follow that person. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they do that. Uh, I don't know if they uh, flip a coin, if they uh, go alphabetically, if they uh, rig it so that the best speaker goes last every year so that nobody has to follow you know, in any given year, whoever it is that's going to knock it out of the park. Um, they, they do it in a, in a hall, uh, what, what would be kind of compar- comparative here? Maybe that the new, um, something smaller than the new, um, maybe like the Rose Wagner Theater downtown, something like that. Not something as big as the uh, Eccles, um, which people have probably been to for plays or concerts or whatever. There's been a lot of <laughs> events in there. It's not that big. It's, the it's what? older. The Rose, it's Rose like the, Wagner Theater? Yeah. Yeah, it's on like uh I've never been there. I've never even heard of that. Oh, well, my daughter danced, so I've been there, I don't know, I don't know, at least five times. Yeah, it's it's uh, right across It's right across. Well, I hope you dance. <laughs> I don't. I don't dance, okay? Nobody wants that. All right, anything else you want to talk about in the world of sports? Get people up to date. I think we've hit most of the big stuff here. Yes, we have. The Korean Baseball League is talking about coming back, and then they're going to be testing guys, and if anybody tests positive, they're going to shut it down for two weeks. Is that something that the U.S. can pattern after? Wow, if one player tests positive, they shut the whole thing down? Something about that. You can go ahead. It's on ESPN on their homepage. Okay. Something along those lines. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. That's the stuff we've been talking about all morning with the PGA getting rescheduled for August. That is the that is the big headline of the morning. It is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Regarding golf trick shots, I watched Arnold Palmer up at Jeremy Ranch on the driving range nail a ball retrieving card about 245 yards away from him. I like it. I like that, PK. You were suggesting golf trick shots if we're going to have NBA horse. Target. Can these guys hit targets? 
How big a target? How small oh, yes. a target? You know, put a bucket of balls out there at 280 yards and see who can hit it first. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd be all over that. Yeah. The goofier, the better. I've told you this. When I was a kid in high school, I got tickets to a Lee Trevino. Uh, he was doing, a, 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 I don't know what you call it, just a, some talk, basically. And it was at Phoenix Municipal Baseball Stadium where the San Francisco Giants was their AAA. Now the, the Sun Devils have taken it over, and it's their, their home baseball complex. And so we're all sitting in the stands, and he's between home plate and the backstop, and he's got a microphone, and he's talking about golf. And, I don't, and obviously it was a long time ago, but the one thing I can remember is that he was then part of his lob wedge type stuff that he was teaching – uh, was uh, to hit the base. They actually had first, second, and third in the ground still. And he would hit the bases on the fly. And I just remember, and wow, this is just unbelievable that he has that type of accuracy, that type of ability, that he could hit a flop shot and make it land literally right on top of the base. <laughs> All these years later, I still remember him lobbing one up over having it hit dead center on the fly as it just came down nice and soft. I thought, this is just incredible. Yeah, I was wildly entertained with that. I would, uh, I'd watch that, and, you know, if, if you tell me a bunch of pros can do it, then I would say, okay, let's make it progressively harder then. Here, here's a Frisbee on top of the base. Now hit the Frisbee. I mean, what, put a, I would put a golf ball in the middle <laughs> of a Frisbee on top of the base. Okay, can you hit the golf ball? Whatever, because that, that kind of stuff amazes me. You and I, it, was, uh, it, it must have been when uh, Johnny Miller had his tournament down at Thanksgiving Point. Maybe it was something else, but I think that's what it was. And after we finished the show, we walked out to the driving range, and he was already into his talk. Uh, and he probably had gone, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes or something. I don't know what it was because we missed the start of it. But it was quite a bit of time. And we got there for the end, and he was hitting shots while he was talking. And they weren't it was, every shot wasn't perfect. And he even mentioned after, like, the fifth or sixth one, I remember him saying, this would be a little better if I weren't yakking through my own backswing. <laughs> And we're like, well, okay, that's fair. That's probably true. But it was still, you know, he would tell you what he was going to do, and then he did it, and you're like, wow, man, we're not even playing this same game here. I mean, we go to the same chunk of real estate, maybe. But other than that, we're just not playing the same game. (laughs) All right, DJ PK, time to bring in Gabe Gomez. Gabe Works with Syringa Networks. They are here for complete telecom and IT solutions at a time, Gabe, when I assume you're getting more calls than ever because more than ever we're seeing people work remotely, work from home, try not to have the office so crowded. It's not as safe. So a lot of people probably coming to you all at once. Yeah, we are. We've seen uh, definitely seen an influx of, uh, of our existing customers calling and looking for bandwidth upgrades and things like that to better support their their uh, remote workforces and uh, given that we're local we have all of our staff here available to help people uh, 7 7 by 24 by 365 we were able to in most instances you know have a same day turnaround on getting their bandwidth uh, increase uh, so they didn't have to worry about any of that stuff so uh, what kind of things can you help people with what kind of things are people coming to you with Uh, where can you really make a difference well, when it comes to having reliable connectivity, um, making sure that you have a 
good internet connect, solid internet connections, whether um, whether you're uh, here or some, you know, whether you're in Utah or some other state, um, connecting your connecting various uh, branch locations together so that you ensure good communication there. Um, if you need a phone a phone system, phone service, um, really any of the 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 various telecommunications services and products, we offer those here locally. How do people get a hold of you if they need help? Yeah, the best way to do that is uh, is our website at www.syringanetworks.net. Syringanetworks.net. Gabe, thanks for coming on this morning and explaining to people how you can help out. Hey, thank you so much for having us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280, The Zone.